guess what, Clitorati? I'm engaged! <laughs> Yay! Finally! This is Lindsay. For anyone who's been a longtime listener, you <laughs> know my journey. <laughs> it's been it's been a heck of a ride and um and it's come to finally being engaged to the man of my dreams. Um yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty excited. So um you should be. Congratulations. We're so yeah, happy for yes. you. We're having the engagement party soon. <laughs> and for Ryan. Yes, and for Ryan, the wizard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wizard. yeah, it's crazy. For anyone who is a new listener, I started the podcast in a relationship with a different man. You can hear all about it in the first couple seasons. I was a stepmom and it's uh, disintegrated on air in front of everyone. <laughs> um, and I learned a lot from that relationship. I left that relationship because... I wasn't being treated the way that I deserved to be treated. And that was a really um, intense and beautiful lesson for me to stand up for myself like that. I'd never really, I mean, I have stood up for myself, but with men and in romance, it was always a huge fear to be left. So I really went through that journey in a way that changed my life. and. and then as you guys remember the whole timeline conversation, we did a whole episode about letting go of your timelines because I was found myself in my early 30s and newly single. So I hoarded up. <laughs> Went to, I realized that I'm Madison. Madison. Yeah, so did. I realized that I'm actually solo poly. <laughs> I like to be poly when I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be the, I like to be the so guest right. star in a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you the do. Unicorn, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, look, if oh Brian wants gosh. a threesome for his birthday, now that he put a ring on it, he can have one, you know. Um, you know, or if I want one for my birthday. <laughs> You're down. Wait, actually, You're so down. we were at a networking event yes last night and we were introducing ourselves, and I feel like I finally came up with my tagline. So Madison's going into the whole, you know, I'm you have to do your intro, Madison, that you always do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I came out in my marriage. We were together for four years. Then I came out. I'm with the same person. Here we are almost nine years later. Open. I'm queer. Then there's then Katie. There's Katie. Like the heterosexual. Thank you. We usually introduce me as like the token monogamous <laughs> yeah, the token mom. Monogamous mom. <laughs> And then this just fell out of my mouth. I said, and I'm Lindsay. I'm newly engaged and down and down for the occasional threesome with a man or a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that really is who I am. Oh, it really, <laughs> it is. really is. That's your truth. It is. Yeah. Madison looks at me. She goes, oh. that is your tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I grabbed you. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, newly engaged, down for the occasional threesome with a man or woman or non-binary person. Um, maybe even trans. Haven't tried that yet. That could be fun. Um, and mm. so, yeah. So I went through that whole journey of, you know, newly single, whoring it up, sexually empowered. But there was this little voice in the back of my head that was, I really felt this pressure. I was in my 30s. I was stressed out about having a baby. I'm not pregnant. That'll be the next episode <laughs> in a year from now. Um, and finding the person. And I was really, it felt hopeless because society really puts this pressure, I think, on women specifically to be married by a certain age, have the 2.5 kids and the white picket fence. So then there was that whole phase in my life of like really working through that. And then I met Ryan and our story is 
definitely not a Disney love story. It's like we met each other. Both of our moms got cancer, (laughs) pandemic hit. And, you know, so we really had this moment in time where we showed our true colors from the very beginning. And we were both newly out of relationships and honestly didn't really have any business being in a relationship, but we couldn't stay away from each other. There was this, we were both in denial that we were in a relationship for a long time. Um, You're like, we're, we're just, just yeah, that hang out every day. <laughs> um, and I, and I right. share this because I really want to dismantle all these narratives that have been shoved down our throats and that we're going to find our white knight and our prince. Like I am absolutely 100% with the man of my dreams. And it did not look anything like I thought it was going to look. I think I realized that true love for me, the definition of true love for me is finding somebody who is, that you obviously <laughs> have fun with and and makes you laugh and that you love. But I think true love is finding someone who has the same values that you do, wants the same things that you do, but more important, but most importantly, is willing to work on the relationship. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I've been very, I think I've shared on the podcast, you know, we don't hide anything. We were in therapy before we were engaged for a good solid eight months. We had some shit to work out. We loved each other. And I remember my therapist said, you know, there's a difference between compatibility and sustainability right? Like, do you guys have sustainability? We were compatible. We always had fun together, but we really had to learn. And this is embarrassing because I'm a communication coach. We had to learn how to communicate. And I remember I kept beating myself up. I'm like, why can't I communicate with this person that I love so much? Why can't I figure this out? This is, this is the toughest nut I've ever cracked. And we went through a really intense period and thank God for my therapist, you know, Mark, you're amazing. And, um, he really helped us through, like, there's no shame in therapy people. <laughs> like, I think it's the most no. amazing thing. And through our therapy, yeah. um, I put in one of the strongest boundaries that I've ever put in. And I remember I came to him really calmly one day because I could tell that there was something going on. I thought that maybe he had really debilitating anxiety or something. And I couldn't, I was like, there's something not working here, but I couldn't figure it out. And I could just see him suffering and he seemed depressed. And I was like, we got to figure this out. I said, look, there's, I'm not like a huge proponent of just medicating people, but I think that there is a time and a place. And if you need a little help, that, that that's also okay. And I said to him, and this was like all my self-worth work, like, came to this moment and I said, look, you neither need to see a psychiatrist by the end of the week or you need to move out. And this was like in the middle of our therapy and he did. I know, isn't this weird? It's like I'm engaged and I'm telling this story, but there's a reason. I know, but it's, this it's is important. important. This, so was the, important. this was the moment. So he did. He did and he saw a psychiatrist. And what we discovered is that my partner is mildly on the autism spectrum. And that was the moment that I have goosebumps. I want to cry. It was the moment that changed everything for us because he finally understood his brain. There was so much self-forgiveness for him. I finally understood why we couldn't communicate, why all the normal tools that I had weren't working. And we were able to educate ourselves. And now we work in such true partnership 
and so well together that I'm so grateful that he had the courage to go and do that. And it's a new conversation that I want to normalize. I just think about how many people are out there undiagnosed on the spectrum because having this knowledge has made the biggest difference for us in our relationship. And Mm. And it was just really life-changing. And now we can share with our friends, you know, and he just, there's so no shame in it for him that he just introduces himself now like, hey, I'm Ryan. I'm a little bit on the spectrum. If I talk too much or I'm not picking up social cues, just help me out a little bit. And it's changed his life. He's like gotten a promotion at work. Everybody loves working with him. It's completely shifted our friend group. Like he's having social success in a way that he never has before. and when you create a container of just what's going on for you, people have empathy and they're willing to work with you. There was one friend in particular who really was struggling with Ryan and Ryan's like, just gave him permission. Like, Hey, if I'm doing something you don't like, just tell me, I'm not going to be offended. And now this person is coming to our wedding and our engagement party. And like, that was so not the predictable future. So, um, so not with that person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and your husband told me like the gift that Ryan is for him too, Mm. because he has a hard time just being straight with people. Mm. It's being straight with an autistic person. Like there's like, they're not offended. At least Ryan isn't like, he's so literal. Mm. I didn't realize how literal he is, but now I'm like, okay, my partner is literal. (laughs) Like you you say something and he will take it literally. And so, um, so Mm. that was the moment that once we were able to start working together in that sense, there was nothing holding us back from wanting to spend the rest of our lives together. So, and Mm. yeah. (laughs) It's such a beautiful story. And it honestly made so much sense um, when Ryan got his diagnosis. It was like, yeah. Oh, oh. and. And I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be right. fully transparent. Okay. At first, I was afraid of people judging us, um, afraid of what mm. people would think, of especially if they're uneducated about autism and that there could be varying degrees of it. You know, he's very mildly on the spectrum. Um, and, but I was worried about the stigma. That was my gut reaction. But then I remember right. I told one of my friends and mm-hmm. she was like, oh my God, that's so hot. You're dating Steve Jobs. <laughs> We've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to 100 real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com 
backslash guide because, Clitorati, it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clitor, 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 talking about a clitor, clitor, clitor. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. <laughs> you're with Elon Musk. I was like dating on this yeah, spectrum I was like, that's is true. like that's such a good yeah hook. right like I'm with I'm, right, I'm with his, right. I mean you guys know Ryan he's actually like a genius he's like the smartest person I've ever met in my life he's a he's so smart um he remembers he, everything yes, too. He has he's an like, identical memory. He literally remembers like he can go mm-hmm. back in time to any moment in his life and remember every detail. I'm like, Whew, that sounds like a curse to me. But yeah, wow. it's really frustrating when we fight because yeah. he's always right. Because <laughs> he, he remembers everything. I'm, like, Fuck. I'm dating an elephant. Um, I'm engaged to an elephant. Um, yeah, so that's that's our story, and I I wanted to share it, and I wanted to just be really forthcoming with all of it. You know, if anyone's listening, like, huh, maybe me and my partner is, I'm telling you knowledge is power. And, you know, we were, we just work together so well now, you know, I don't force him to go to, I'm like, I get to go out a lot more alone because, you know, he doesn't like the social situations as much as I do. I mean, he still goes out, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's my love life update. Um, do you guys want to hear the engagement story? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> I have to give a disclaimer <laughs> to, the, to the engagement story. If you are easily triggered by life and death situations, you might not want to listen to this. <laughs> With that being said, we got engaged at Burning Man. And we were supposed to meet up with all of our friends he had with Madison and a bunch of our friends on the playa. (laughs) And he had this whole plan because about three years ago, we had been dating for a few months before Burning Man. And we really fell in love on burn night. And that is the night at Burning Man where the man actually burns. It's this huge structure that burns. I think we talk about it in the whole Burning Man episode. And, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. And so three years ago, he, it was my first burning man. So he really wanted to make it special for me. So he brought a ladder and was like biking with this ladder and like had this whole setup for me. And we, so we stood, so I could really see everything. We stood in the back to be polite, but then I, I was able to really see everything and it was so special. And so he had this whole plan to go out there. He was going to have our friend take pictures. That's a photographer. And, he was going to set up the ladder and I was going to crawl up the ladder. He was going to have lights and flowers and the ring be up there. Yeah, nope, that didn't happen. We slept through the burn. <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> well, the heat, it was like record oh high God. heat and you were like we were, suffering We were both like suffering stroke, from heat stroke and we were so heat. exhausted. I tried to wake him up like three times and he just, I couldn't wake him up. I was like, this man needs to sleep. Um, so... <laughs> We sleep through the entire burn. <laughs> he finally wakes up at like 11 o'clock at night 
and is beside himself because the only day left, this is at the end of the week. So the only day left is the temple burn, which is a very somber, spiritual, not the night you, I mean, I guess you could, but like not the vibe he was looking for. I know what's happening. It's celebrating people who Yeah, it's a very somber, like spiritual, sacred, like time. Like yeah, it's a gr- yeah, it's like a space of grieving. Yeah. <laughs> it's grieving. Yeah, it's not, not not the place to maybe get engaged. Right. So, <laughs> this poor man, he wakes up at eleven, and he and he goes out. <laughs> he walks out of our tent, and he goes, "Yeah, the man's gone. We missed it." And at this point, I've I've put two and two together. I know what's happening. And he's so upset. He just sits there in his chair for like fifteen minutes. And I said, "Baby." Let's just get dressed. We're still at Burning Man. Let's go out and have a great night. Let's just do this. So we get dressed. It's like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life because I was so exhausted. If it had been for anything else, I would have said, fuck you. I'm staying in bed tonight. Like I was like, I knew I had to rally for this, for this moment. So we get dressed. We get on our bikes. So at Burning Man, the playa is a big place to get a, the playa is like what they call the land where Burning Man is held. And it's a big place. So everyone gets around on bicycles for the most part. It's miles yeah. and miles it's like, and miles. It's like an entire city. So, so we get on our yeah. bikes. I'm like, we can do this, baby. We're going to, we're going to have fun. We're at Burning Man. This is still special. We bike about 20 feet and my bike breaks. <laughs> and it, my bike, bike chain just broke. And so there's no fixing it. It's dark. He doesn't have the energy to even attempt to fix it at this point. So we walk back to camp and now he's really like, fuck, <laughs> what do we do? I said, baby, let's walk. Let's walk on the playa. We can do this. Because <laughs> we were going to go, we hadn't seen the temple yet to like make our amends with whatever we were completing for the last three years. And so I said, we can do this. Let's, it's like a 45 minute walk, like an hour walk to the temple. <laughs> and it's already 11 o'clock at night, but people are up all night. So, it, and it was, um, so we get to the end of our camp and then there was one of the people in our camp had an art car and I'd never ridden on an art car. Art cars, are these like art creations that are cars so they can drive. I mean, they only go like two miles an hour, but um, we got a ride, which was really cool. I'd never ridden in an art car before we got a ride to the Esplanade, which is, so all the streets are around and then e at the esplanade is like the fir- the last street before you get into the sort of the open space where a lot of the art cars they call it like deep playa so we get a ride there and then we start our trek <laughs> up to the temple and i think he was maybe considering at the temple cuz but no there's this man just screaming in the middle of the temple, like grieving, releasing. That happens a lot at the temple. Like people really are moving through some things. It was just not the vibe again for a proposal. So we, 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 so yeah, he's, yelling. he was like screaming and, and that, that happens at Burning Man. Like it's <laughs> people just let it out. So, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> So we start walking. We leave. So it, it didn't happen there. The man has burned down. Now there's a man screaming. You have no transportation. And, and, and so it was actually, I would do it again. Walking around the playa at night is very cool because you see so many things that you would miss on a bike. So it actually was a very cool experience. So so then he says, all right, I have a new plan unbelievable. 
it's, 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 uh, okay. So we walk over to, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's unbelievable. We walk over to <laughs> the embers of where the man had burned. So when the man burns, there's a lot of security, obviously. It's a massive fire. But at this point, since it's been a few hours, there's no security. So you can walk right up to the embers. But I'm, there's still flames. Like, it was still probably a 40-foot huge bonfire. Like, it was, yeah. Like, it was oh, a wow. huge, huge fire still. Um, and so, but you can walk up, which is really cool. And people are sitting around. They're just being with the embers and the flames of the, the last flames of the man burn. And <laughs> Ryan, is not it's not funny. Ryan, Ryan gets down on one knee, and this man runs into the middle of the fire, throws out his arms, and falls back into the fire, and catches on fire. And, and we're both like, "What the fuck?" Luckily, there were, there were, so there's a lot of fire dancers at Burning Man and they have flame retardant clothing on. So they just, people immediately jumped in and pulled him out. And he, he was, I mean, I'm sure he went to the hospital, but he is going to be okay. He did not die, but it was true. That he tried to. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was just on, on too much LSD and thought he was like cleansing himself. Like, yeah, thought thought he he could could. or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We, we noped the fuck out. We saw that the guy was being taken care of. (laughs) He was being taken. Ryan is on on one one knee knee, and we look at each other. Yeah. Body. Yes. To the fire. (laughs) And you're like like, right next to us. (laughs) So we, we we saw that this, we saw that (gasps) this man was being taken care of by people that knew what they were doing. And we noped the fuck out. We just walked away. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> Ryan is almost in tears. I'm, I obviously know what's happening at this point. <laughs> and he's just like, this just right. isn't the story I wanted for us. And I'm like, no shit. This is fucking crazy. So we walk around. Mm. We didn't talk for a few minutes. We were pretty traumatized at this point. <laughs> And so we're walking around. We go over to the Mayan Warrior, one of our favorite art cars. They're playing this like weird techno shit that we weren't into. And Ryan is like, I give up. <laughs> Let's just go back to camp. I'm like, okay, baby, Aww. whatever you want. So we walk back to camp. Camp is, we were with a camp, Camp Spankies. Shout out to Camp Spankies. We were with Spankies. And camp is, at Burning Man, it's like your home. It's... um it's it's your safe space. So we go there and our camp was one of the camps that still would like throw late night parties. So it was like, there was some action there, but not too much. It was like a really good vibe. And so we go in there and he goes, he sees this dance booth and it's like a box. And he pulls me and he sits down and he pulls me and he goes, baby, this is obviously <laughs> not how I wanted to do this. He said, but, I've been thinking about it and it's perfect. He's like, you see this container around me? This represents the container I want to create with you for the rest of my life. I want to wake up every morning and choose you. And we both cried. And what's so crazy about this, and Ryan didn't know, my mom always said, make sure that you choose someone who wants to wake up every morning and choose you. And then those exact words came out of his mouth. 
And wow. and it was and it was perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. and now that we've had some time wow. to recover from the events of the night, you know, it's it's not it's, it's not a Disney story, but it is a crazy story. <laughs> and it's our story. And mm-hmm. so that's the story of how I got engaged to Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Queen. Yes, so good. Yeah. So yeah. And the and the man is okay. We checked in. Oh. He's fine. Like he got the help that he needed oh. and everything. So there is a happy ending there as well. That's good. So um yeah. So but um and and this is such a happy yeah. ending for you and Ryan, your actual yes. wizard. And we're celebrating you so much. I mean, I I I was so moving to discover that you had gotten engaged when you shared. I cried instantly. This is so, uh, re- this represents all the, the the years of work you've put into yeah. yourself to be a woman who loves herself so much she knows her worth and yeah. has the courage to live her yep. truth. And you've just manifested that inner world that you've become. And you are... Congratulations. You. You're fucking engaged. 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 <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. I'm, he's literally the perfect partner for me. Now I say that we have autism privilege because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits <laughs> to it. <laughs> he just does what he says he's gonna do. Like he doesn't get offended by anything. So um and we're continuing to learn about that. And mm. I'm gonna continue to share about that on the podcast because it's something that it's, it was such a life-changing thing for us, especially in our intimacy. I'll share a funny story with you guys. Like this happened last night. So <laughs> the problem with dating a sex educator. So we're, we're in the bedroom last night and I'm like, I'm like, let's, let's try this. Let's do this exercise. Let's do this. Like, put your finger this way, blah, blah, blah. And, then, and at one point, and he's like, just doing his best. And at one point we just looked at each other and started cracking up. I was like, this, this isn't working. But what he said to me this morning was the fact that we were able to laugh like that is, he said, the most intimate he's ever felt with me. The fact that we were able to just laugh, laugh in the middle of that. And then we held each other. Nobody came, but it was, it it was, it was this. You had a heartgasm though. Yeah. It was one, it was that beautiful moment. And I remember it came to me this morning. I remembered mm. when I was a little girl, you know how you think about your future husband? I said, I'm going to marry someone that we can be having sex one moment and be laughing the next moment. And that memory came back to me and that happened last night. And so there's all mm. these little signs and the universe is like, yes, girl, you did it. And, um, and I feel like the luckiest girl in the world. I really do. I get to marry my best friend and... Um, and it's been a long journey and, you know, 36 years to get here and it's perfect the way it worked out. And, um, but it took work and, you know, no relationship is perfect, but I think if it's 80 to 90% good, it's worth working on. Mm-hmm. If it's good, like ninety mm. percent of the time, you know, you, or yeah, more. Right. right now, we're good, like hundred percent of the time because we're in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce stage is so, so fun. fun. It's so fun. It. So, um, yeah, I think we're gonna be um, 
this autism conversation, I'm going to continue to educate myself on it and really share openly because I really want to normalize it. Um, it's such a powerful distinction, I would say. Um, having that knowledge is life-changing. It's been life-changing for us. So, so yeah. That's uh that's my uh, that's my life love wow, update. What an update. What an update. Yeah. Such an update. I'm like oh, crying, yeah. like I'm like gently <laughs> crying right now. Like I don't know. It's like and so I, moved. It's like they're like kind yeah, of softly. And I, honestly, I couldn't not have done it without the two of you. Like this is just as much your celebration oh. and all of you clitorati who have supported me through this journey that hasn't always been easy and um, yeah, this is this is a community celebration. So thank you, Clitorati, who um, has always been there for me, and and Katie and Madison. Thank you so much for holding space for this dream to come true for me. Oh, yep. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one more thing, Lindsay. Um, well <laughs> yeah. Very well done. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That's my brag. <laughs> um, all right. So, Clitorati, <laughs> that's my life update. And with that, I love you. And we're going to see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the wait list to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.